you know, and like you said, you know, being an entrepreneur, you just go for it. You just figure it out. You yeah, make you it have, work. You make it work. You know, my wife's looking at me like, what are we doing again? And, you know, my, my, even my team and, and, you know, even myself a couple of times, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, scary. A lot of people, but look, it was like, I, I either did it or somebody else was going to fill that void. True, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, and that's exactly because a lot of people can look at it and go, you know what? I'm fine where I'm at. The safe exactly. move is keep right. doing what I'm doing yeah. and we're going to keep working yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. And the other ones go, Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll yeah. figure it out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And hard work, we're going to get this right. Whoa! Who knew I would make it this far? They hated, they never believed me. Yeah. I would never drop the ball. I know I'm making it look easy. Yeah. Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic got to say. I got them picked another pieces. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Lambo and Leroy Show. We're rolling. Episode 18, 19, 20, somewhere around that, in that, in that range. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, we're stoked. We appreciate all you guys for always tuning in and listening to the show, watching the show. It's on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Uh, we're still growing it. We're still going for it. So yeah, thank we- you all. I know uh, last couple episodes have been really, really good. We've had some great episodes all the way through, so stoked yeah. on it. Um, we're a show all about the industry, the automotive industry, aftermarket industry, entrepreneurship, friendship, yeah. off-roading, on-roading, Drifting, whatever it is. Just we're, pretty much anything that creates adrenaline. Yeah, anything that creates adrenaline and we're all about it. So, Sean, who we got today? We have another awesome guest. Uh, someone who has, I mean, someone that's probably well known in the industry. He's got his hands in multiple avenues and industries. Um, you guys might know Sean Freelich from Complete Customs. I um, mean, he's built tons of promo vehicles for, you know, uh, for Toyota and other large car manufacturers. He's dabbled in the food. He's kind of a, a foodie. <laughs> he's got transportation. He's, you know, a family man with, you know, a wife and kids and somehow has put it all together. And I think it really all started from like a SEMA build. Pretty much. So start, I mean, you were originally from Southern California, correct? Yep. I was born in uh, Apple Valley, California. So nice. kind of the high desert area. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which that's, that's where we'd always go play and always go mm-hmm. up there. And during the winter, the high desert was always super cold. Because yep. um, we connected back in the day when you built like, it was a Tundra, I think. You originally built back then. Was it the white one with yeah. the blue? and I forgot like, about that. Yeah, so that was SEMA 08. So that was kind of my introduction into the industry. And um, ironically enough, it was a Toyota. Yeah. But that was kind of like, that was my first build and in, in, in my first real true experience in the, in, the, in the aftermarket, you know, the whole thing, you know, working with a shop and yep. going through the process of creating a rendering and making, you know, phone calls, you know, back then wow. and just trying to connect with people. And, and, you know, I ended up meeting some really great people and that was kind of my introduction into actually turning it into a business. I just enjoyed yeah. it so much. You yeah. know, the design process, um, you know, just putting the truck together. And then when I went to SEMA, I just made sure I went and, and shook everybody's hand that, that I worked with on that project. And, and really not even knowing where that was going to take me. It was just more yeah. so. Just thank you. you, you know, yeah. Thank you and, and so forth and so on. And I met some really great, you know, uh, guys that just, you know, that they were the ones that pushed me to eventually open Complete Customs. Wow. So now yeah. between all your businesses that you have, which we'll get to with, you know, we'll probably go, <laughs> we'll go the down podcast. the list of <laughs> the podcast. Uh, how many people would you say collectively you employ? Um, probably right now, I think we're close to 30. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think the actual count right now is like 28. Nice. Yeah. That's it's massive, a, man. It's a massive project to manage all those people. So now yeah. what were you doing 
prior. How did you get into like what made you go and decide you want to build a SEMA, SEMA vehicle? Like, let's start from the beginning. Yeah, um, I mean, so cars. I mean, to start from the beginning, you know, um, born in, in Apple Valley, Victorville area. My grandparents actually owned a junkyard in Lucerne Valley, <laughs> yes. so close to Johnson Valley. Yeah. Everybody uh-huh. knows King of Hammers. I mean, yep. they're. You're passing by their house to go to King of Hammers every year. Nice. Wow. Right off the highway right off there. Bear Valley Road, I exactly, think it is. Exactly, right there going outside of Lucerne. Um, so even though I had moved to Texas when I was younger, every summer I would fly back to California wow. and spend the summer with my grandparents. And uh, that was my introduction you into spend vehicles. spend the summer in the high desert? And it was, yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it was punishment, right? Yeah. You know, so especially if I wasn't doing Absolutely. good in school, I wasn't getting those gold stars. Yeah. It was, it was a problem. So, you know, that's those are the days that my grandpa would have me pulling weeds and, and, oh, and man. You know, sweeping sand or just something that made no sense. Yeah. It's 110 you're outside. You're learn your lesson, right? So, well, you but, learn. Oh, I did. I did. My <laughs> grandpa learned. was a great, a great individual and, and, and really, uh, you know, taught me a lot. But taught me a lot about cars. And that's kind of where, you know, the whole thing with this, this love with vehicles just started. You know, he had all the back then. I mean, he had all the cool stuff out there. Right. I didn't realize how cool it was when, when I was, you know, younger. Yeah. And, um, that's always funny, man. You don't appreciate it when you're no, younger, man. but t- now, now that you're older, you understand cards. You understand what it was. You're like, wow, uh, that was in front of my face that whole time. So I'll tell you a funny quick but- story. So this is how I quickly learned how to appreciate a vehicle. So as a kid, I would go out there and I would, you know, go in the junkyard and I would break windows, right? Or I would jump from hood to hood. <laughs> or you're like, we always oh, no. were intrigued by the um, spark plug, the oh, plastic bar, and it, when it hits oh, glass. Dude, I, 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 I destroyed, I don't know how many cars, like, and now I know like what those cars were now. I'm like, what an idiot. However, <laughs> my grandpa came out there one day and saw me like, I think I was jumping from, from roof to roof. Like, oh. I mean, just caving them in, right? And just, and then, so he, he pulled me to the side and he, and he, he busted me pretty good. He came to face it a little bit. But he made me understand like, this is his livelihood. Yep. You know, I'm destroying these cars, like, you know, breaking the windows or smashing the hoods. That people want to buy. That people want to buy. And he sat me down and he educated me very well on what, you know, this is his livelihood. This is what he does. This is how he makes money. And also, you know, to appreciate the cars, you know, themselves. So as I started to get older after that, you know, and I started to appreciate them more and then I started tinkering with them in a positive way, it was really cool. And then, I mean, he had just some, he had a, a he wasn't, um, he was kind of a hoarder, man. He would get all these really cool cars yeah. and then he would just let them sit out there and, oh. you know, just deteriorate. I mean, they really can't rot too much in the no, high they, desert. They, like, they didn't, but I mean, I, I mean, he still. had like a matching 57 Bel Air wow. and the truck. And I remember those sat by this pool that they had by the pool house and they just rotted. I mean, he yeah. would just let them sit there and the tires would start to rot yeah. out. I would play in them as a kid, get yeah. in them. And then you start to see the interiors just start to rotting, you know, get it whatnot. Old. But I mean, he had all the cool stuff and uh, like, you know, looking back back on it and as i started to appreciate him and, and understand what he had there was a guy actually that was um from australia and he just happened to be driving from palm springs i believe and had a flat tire right in front of my grandfather's house he was headed to la to wow. buy a bunch of cars and then ship them back yeah so he struck gold he just happened Holy to shit, like no literally way. have a flat tire my grandpa went that out and helped the guy invited him into the house and then as you go into his property and you go into his house then you realize what he has you can't really see it from the road he yeah had, you know, they have trees yeah. and stuff and then you know so they they create they ended up being great friends and then every year just cars would start to go out and they were all going to australia and then you know, by then I was probably wow. 13, 14. I'm like, oh, 
I wanted that Chevelle. Oh, I wanted that Nomad, you know? So those wow. cars now you can't even find. Oh, dude. And that's, that's what's crazy. Yeah. So but he, he passed away a couple years ago and, and he had a couple of a solid ones still left and he ended up, you know, giving me a couple more. Dude, I, that's I've, cool. I've pulled a few off. Off the off the yard over the years. Oh, that um, is so rad. That yeah. is rad. Yeah. We're working on two of them right now. Matter of fact, so wow. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, growing up and not realizing that how much you're being influenced by your oh, surroundings. No, yeah. I had no clue until now. Yeah, I had no yeah. clue. You know, it was it was a you know a, a similar situation. You know, like kind of like reflecting back. You know, on the story of how I got into it, then that's when it all just kind of I realized, like, wow. wow. And then even just realizing how significant, you know, uh, my grandfather was in me coming up, you know, as far yeah. as growing up and, and stuff Damn. like that. So, well, I mean, I think we can all sit here and, you know, think back to when we were younger and realize that our path to get where we're at today started when we were young. Oh, yeah. It started no doubt. from our parents. Start, I mean, we started the day we were born. Our path yeah, already began. Yeah. And we were just pushed along towards mm-hmm. it. And it ended up here. Like, yep. I'm trying to explain that to my son right now. You know I mean? He's going to be 17 in a week and he's got his truck. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping right yet. now this tough love, everything going yeah. on, he's going to be like when he's older. You know, those are some tough times. I really yeah. respect him now. <laughs> and I'm so glad he did that to me because I mean, there's some moments yeah. when I was younger, like my parents, you know, fired me. Yeah. And well, when they fired me, like, I mean, I hate it. But then I realized, well, okay, if I don't have a job, I don't have money. I can't pay for my truck. I can't pay for gas. Shit. I mean, I need a job, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, those are some of those best things. Those moments that you hated the most when you were younger, almost are like the biggest moments that you appreciate when you're older. Yeah. Tough love. So that tough then love. goes. So when did you move to Texas? Um, so probably, I think I was one or two years old. It was quick. Oh, so, young. so I thought, okay, cause I thought back then you would, you were living out here. So you've been in um, Texas yeah. pretty much your whole life. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I moved to, um, you know, my, my, my parents obviously spit up, split up then. And that's why my mom moved to Texas. And then, um, I didn't really have a close relationship with my dad as a kid. But we, we did reconnect a handful of times, and nice. then I moved to Big Bear for like a year. Okay. Tried that out like when I was in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Um, so Looks for the like- most part, I mean, I, I grew up in Texas. You know, we we, uh, we left, like I said, when I was one or two. Okay. That's rad. So then you had, you went to SEMA, SEMA Build, yeah. networked. I mean, communicate with everyone. I mean, again, I go back to my son. I always try to tell him, go, look, keep track of everyone you yeah, meet. For Stay sure. in touch. Connect. All the way. Uh, yeah. Your connections then... Gave you the idea of, I'm going to start a custom shop. Yeah, so that was like 08. And again, it was just, I was going to school in Odessa, Texas, and uh, met this guy that owned the shop. Um, and um, just, you know, the new Tundra was coming out. It was Gen 2. And, and you know, I'd always kind of had like a little lower trucks and stuff like that. And, and I was like, man, I like that truck. It's a cool design. Yeah. And uh, wanted to kind of do something a little bit more like lifted, you know, mm-hmm. whatnot. And uh the guy that owned the shop was like, man, let's build it for SEMA. And I'm, I, I knew a little bit about SEMA, but not as much. So as, you've never been at that point. I had never been at that point. Okay. And I didn't know how, you know, how big it really was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was my introduction. And then, so I bought the truck and then all of a sudden the guy was like, had no interest in it really. I felt like, right. Yeah. yeah. But he was a business owner trying to run a shop. And then, you know, I, I quickly started to understand that. And, and so through that process of being, you know, at his shop, you know, him kind of leading me like, you know, here, call this guy here, do this. Okay. And then being in the shop and just kind of seeing the flow and was like, man, I could do this. You know, yeah. and the design, I really liked the designing process of it. I got, I got connected with Keg Media, which cool. he had really just started coming uh-huh. on the scene back then. Yeah. So me and Robbie started at the same time, Rad. essentially. And, um, you know, so working with him and then giving him the design and then seeing it come to, you know, 
to come to life in a rendering format. It was like, oh, cool. And then, and then it being built, like that, that just blew me away, man. It was like a, you know, it it's was from awesome. rendering to real life. I mean, well, exactly. so cool. reality, yeah. right about that time, like renderings are being done electronically. It's uh, kind of gravitating out of, they were being pencil drawn before. Yeah, yeah. Like I have so many renderings that were just pencil yeah. drawn and you're right, sitting there right. trying to explain to these people like how to do it. Yeah. And you'd have a pencil drawn because it was easier to at least get a concept than try to explain to the painter and hope yep. it turned out yeah, right. Hopefully it's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that in 08. And, um, um, like I said, I went around and, and shook everybody's hand that had a part of that project. Awesome. So I met, you know, that's where I met Roland Trudell from RBP. Nice. Yeah. That's really when he was starting to really get things going. Yeah. Uh, you know, I credit a lot of my, um, you know, being in this industry and just, you know, the direction I've gone to him. Um, Thomas Fitcher from Infab. He mm -hmm. was another big one. Uh, we'll bring him back up in a little bit. Um, uh, Bulletproof, you know, I you know yep, created yep. a good relationship with Brian back then. Um, you know, a handful of other guys. That's I think, awesome. we, like you said, we worked yeah. with you guys as well. Um, KC Light. So some of the bigger, bigger the brands, names. So again, yeah. I just went to every one of those booths and just you know, they probably got tired of me because I went every <laughs> every day. It seemed like just to you know shake their hand again. Yeah, yeah. remind so, remind them, remind right, them, remind right. them. So '09, we didn't do anything. I don't. We didn't go back to SEMA, and then 2010. Um, we actually built a truck for a good friend of mine. He had got it, one of the new Chevys when it came out around that time. And I worked with all the same guys. And at that point, that's when Roland, Thomas, you know, Brian, these guys were like, dude, you know, Texas is a strong market. And I was still going to college and I really didn't know where wow. the direction I wanted to go in. My family, you know, on the Texas side was in the oil field. I never really got into oil field. Odessa, that's what they're known for, yeah. oil field. Um, so, you know, when I went in, in 2010, they're, they're the ones that kind of like, hey, man, like you're in a, a really cool area that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, we're, you know, most of our sales and our product is being shipped Dude, out rad. there. And that's where it all kind of happened. We, so we opened up Complete Customs in 2011. Damn, dude. And just, you know, mainly, again, just accessories was our thing. You know, even as a kid, though, or, you know, even a young entrepreneur, you want to create a, a business plan, right? Yeah. So you want, you want to shoot way up there. You want to go, of course, shoot for the stars, right? And just, you know, I mean, that's part of, you know, being a young entrepreneur and then, and then, you know, creating a business. Right. And, uh, so you have all your goals and everything per se, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never in a million years would I've put what I'm actually doing now. And I mean, I didn't even know it existed to be yeah. honest with you. So I couldn't have put it, but you know, to be able to, to look back on it and then, you know, know where we're at now, I could have never dreamt it up, you know, as far as our, our relationship with Toyota and Lexus and all the cool things that we do for them, you know, and, and even outside of, of them, you know, we have a lot of cool projects now going on that I could have never even, like I said, dreamt it up. And so your builds, your complete custom got enough uh, notoriety to where Toyota and them reached out to you and said, Hey, can you build me some project vehicles? Yeah, And you know what I mean? Timing. I, th I think it was all timing. Cause I didn't have no business opening up a custom car shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, mean I, yeah, I, yeah. I played on a junkyard in the summers, but I mean, I wasn't a fabricator. <laughs> like, I wasn't a painter. I wasn't, yeah. you know, this, that, whatever. <clears throat> and, um, you know, timing wise, you know, internet, you know, as far as social media really started to take off around that time. So we were to yep. utilize that, you know, I, I had moved to an area, you know, I grew up in Odessa and, and we actually opened up in the Dallas area in a, in a suburb called McKinney. And that area was growing up. So, I mean, everything just, the stars all aligned for us to quickly gr gain some momentum as far as complete customs in the brand. And, and we did. I mean, it's it was awesome. like, you know, within a year. I mean, I remember 
get in the shop, little 1800 square foot building, one bay. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the installs and I'm going to be the sales guy and I'm going to be the accounting. And I was for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had that tundra. Yeah. So I parked that out by the road and then all of a sudden people just kept showing up, showing up. And next thing I know, I'm hiring a guy here. I'm hiring a guy there. And then, Insane. you know, I ended up having like five or six guys. There was a big reputable shop that actually decided to close their doors back then. So I was able to hire a handful of those guys. Wow. And then, and then we just started growing. How long did that first shop last you? That one single bay shop last you? Man, I think we were there for around two years. Man. Wow! And then we moved into a twenty thousand square foot building, which is that's a big at. jump. It was, and it, it was like two thousand to twenty thousand. Yeah, and I was just looking for like eight to ten because we yeah. wanted to get in, into to painting. <clears throat> yeah, right. We were subbing a lot of paint workouts. So I was like, I want to get a bigger shop, obviously, so we can expand our services, but then also add paint and body to wow. it. Wow. And that's the building that I ended up, you know, that I'm still in. We we actually just sold, I ended up buying the building later on down the road. We yeah. just sold it. Um, and now we're building a new facility in Van Alstine, which is about 15 minutes further north wow. than where we're at. And that's a really cool project. And, and um, um, but yeah, going back to that, I mean, even that building, it wasn't, I was looking for like 8,000 square feet. Yeah. And the guy that had that building, uh, his name was Charles Holyabar, another guy that I, I give a lot of credit to, to where we're at now. Um, just a mutual customer that I had knew him and knew that he had been trying to rent this building out for a while. And, um, I remember sitting in, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tilt wall building. I remember yep. sitting mm-hmm. in the, the night that I, that I met with the guy, it was raining. We're standing right in the middle. He had this old 30, mo- uh, 30 model, like, you know, like Rad. gangster car sitting over the yep. side. And, um, he was like, I'm going to rent you this whole building, sir. You know? And I'm like, he kept calling me, sir. Right. Yeah. This guy was like 70. <laughs> like, and, why are you calling me, sir? Right, right. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, Mr. Holy bar, this is, this is a uh, way bigger than what I need. I need half this. I wasn't under the impression you were going to be dividing this. Yeah. Up. Let's yeah. break this up. And he's like, no, he goes, I'm going to make you a, a great deal. And, um, you're going to, you're going to take over the whole building. And then eventually you're going to be busting out of this building. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man. Thanks for the confidence. Like, yeah, I don't even know this guy. Me. And you know what? He, He's like, wait, he, who uh, sold who on this one? Yeah. Oh man, you know. I, and that was like a. Thir- I don't know if that was a Thursday or Friday, but I know we were supposed to connect on Monday. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I got to go all weekend of not knowing what he's going to, you know, cause offer. He was like, yeah. Offer you, like you know what I mean? So I think he ended up calling us that Saturday, and it was stupid. Like you know, the, like the price. The rent was unbelievably cheap. Which allowed us to go into a building that was way bigger than what we needed, and wow. sure enough, we're you know we eventually had to, and you, to sell it and yeah. build something bigger. So, well, I mean, people Insane. always look at people growing, and you know, sometimes they can be envious or jealous of their growth. But I don't think they really understand how stressful that growth is oh, for yeah. a business owner. Yeah. You're really putting a lot on the line. That's oh, the yeah. scariest like, part, man. You know, I mean, you're increasing all your payables. You're yeah. increasing like your your margins or decreasing your margins, and like it, <laughs> like a lot times it's like it's do or die like it has to work and i think that's really the recipe for success is there is no other option failure is not an option so you have to make it work like that first year it was probably filled with so many unknowns Oh, I mean, it still is. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, it is. Right now, I mean, we're going through it. I mean, we've we've had a lot of growth in the last couple of years. I mean, we probably, you know, I think like we're at 27, 28 employees. I think now you go back, you know, uh, right before COVID. And I think we were probably at 10. So, I mean, we've grown in the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Now, Um, is that complete customs only or the all your other businesses combined, too? I mean, it's it just complete customs yeah. as a yeah. whole. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, okay, every, so everything do- we pretty much do now is is all somehow, some way tied together, right? I mean, Perfect. we do have, you know, um, complete customs transport and car prep, which that is, um, 
Well, you know, that, that is a service that we exclusively offer to Toyota and Lexus only. Wow. Um, there's a lot of other companies that do what I do, and they, they do work with multiple manufacturers yeah. and whatnot. But um, they've been so great to us, Toyota and Lexus. Like, it's just like... I'll build it around them That's to be able awesome. to accommodate yeah. them. Yeah. And it's really worked out. And we've created some great relationships. Um, you know, like I was telling you guys earlier, we were able to, you know, somewhat buy out our competitors here in the California area. Um, even though that Toyota's moved to Texas, this is still the Mecca to do production. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know for that, sure it is. You know, yeah. Firsthand, you it know, is. I mean, there's just so much around here, you know, as Everything's far as going the beach. Here. And then yeah. you got the mountains and then you got the desert. You know, the desert. Yeah. You know, you have all you have it all right here within a hundred plus mile radius. Yep. Um, so for us, you know, we were still doing a lot of production stuff here, but not as much because uh, Precision Prep yeah. was the go-to here. Yeah. We were the go-to in Texas. In Texas, yeah. Right? So, you know. But the a, production is smaller in Texas. Exactly. On, on that right, age. exactly. Yeah. They're, not, they're not doing near as much. As, as much, yeah. As, as they are here. So when we had that opportunity to, um, you know, Precision Prep, those guys, Doug and John, decided to retire this past year. And it just was a super, just like, happened. just opportunity that we couldn't pass up. So... You know, and like you said, you know, being an entrepreneur, you just go for it. You just figure it out. You yeah, make you it have, work. You make it work. You know, my wife's looking at me like, what are we doing again? And, you know, my, my even my team and, and you know, even myself a couple of times, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, scary. A lot of people would But look, it was like, I, I either did it or somebody else was going to fill that void. True, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, and that's exactly Because a lot of people can look at it and go, you know what? I'm fine where I'm at. The safe exactly. move is keep right. doing what I'm doing yeah. and we're going to keep working yeah. on this. Mm-hmm. And the other ones go, Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'll yeah. figure it out. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. And hard work. We're gonna get this right. Yeah, and that's so, bitching. So going back to getting that twenty thousand square foot building. Yeah. Okay. You move in there. You have all this open space. Really. Oh, at this point. Yeah. You have to buy lifts. You have to start filling space. Yep. How did all that work out? It just did. <laughs> yeah, it just did. I, right. I, I, again, one, I, one, I, one lift at a time. It did, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we're, we're still at, we're still a growing. That's what's so crazy is we're still a growing company. Yeah. Like I still have those stress, you know, those stressful nights, For sure. of, you know, payroll and this and that. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you obviously want to get to the point to where you have some comfort, comfortability, some consistency. And, you know, I mean, yeah, we could have probably stuck to some things that we were, you know, you know, like when we started, we just did lift kits, wheels and tires, mm-hmm. yeah. trucks and Jeeps. That's what we're known for. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you go to all the magazine covers that are in our hallway and it's all just, I mean, it's all trucks, trucks and, and Jeeps. Jeeps and all the things, yep. and, you know, but it's, it's humbling for me because that's, that's what got us in, you know, the position that we're in now. So rad. Um, but, you know, even still growing and going through all those trials and tribulations. I mean, we've scaled back, you know, again, COVID was weird for everybody, right? I mean, yeah. it, it really, absolutely, it, it made you like r- sit down and evaluate some things that maybe you wouldn't have in, in the in, mm-hmm. in the past, right? Because yep. again, you're just going, going, going and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'll do that. I'll do this and something will, this will work and maybe this doesn't. So going through that, you know, we were able to, you know, weather that storm and then coming out of that, we've shifted and some things like we we stopped doing full restorations and stuff like that. So now yeah. I've been able to kind of sit down and say, okay, hey, you know what? As much as we want to be complete customs and do everything, yeah, like let's start to scale back and really focus on some things um, that we know that that we're well, good man, at. Full resto is probably something you just kind of did just because you enjoyed it. And it was so I did it early on and got away from it and said I've never do it again. And yeah, then, and then got into it right before COVID. And then, doing it again. and then even during COVID, I'm like, oh, you know, we decided to move forward with, you know, uh, getting back into restoration. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It, it For us, it was something that I feel like was good for us through that season. Good. And then coming out of that, you know, th- I mean, thankfully I was able to, you know, to kind of relocate some other projects and whatnot and, cool. you know, focus our energy and our resources on other things that, 
that you know that we're good at and that you know that that makes more sense for our for our business as a whole. Yep. You right? know, I mean, through business and stuff, you're always going to have some of those times like a, a recession, a slowdown. You go backwards. Yeah. This mm-hmm. pandemic, you lose key people, lose yeah. something. But those moments are, I think, are really intended and designed to strengthen you. Oh, 100 percent. Because always. you always 100%. come out of them stronger. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's say a recession, you yeah. slow down, you yeah. lean things down, you kick things up because yep. and then you restructure things and you charge yep. forward. You're always going that same direction. You always get your yep. eye on that prize. No, you're 100 percent right. I mean, I could tell you just, you know, less than a year ago, kind of just sitting down with my wife and just reevaluating some things and like, man, you know, should we have done that? Should we have not done this? You know, and just, um, you know, but restructuring everything. And then now going back and looking at it, it was like, all right, man, that makes, you that, know, was that, right. that sucked for a little while. Right. Yep. I mean, those were some tough times and a lot of unknowns and, and uncertainties, but now being able to reflect back on it, you know, I mean, not saying that everything's where we want it to be at, but we're going in the right direction, right? Yep. And that, yeah. that's where it's more, when you do have those little bumps in the roads, you're like, oh, that's no problem. You know, now I can understand it and process it differently and handle it differently than I, you know, definitely different than when I was in the first couple of years. Because, yeah. I mean, I was a firecracker, man. I was like, oh, this is not going <laughs> right, man. You know, getting mad and throwing things around yeah. and, you know, screaming and hollering and stressing and not sleeping and all yeah. the things and putting the, a lot of that anxiety on the people around me. And, you know, just over the years, you know, you start to, to understand you're going to go through You understand it. You know, I don't care who you are. Because I mean, you've made it through it. You made it through the times. You keep going. Exactly. You keep going. So there's always going to be up and downs, up and downs. Well, if there weren't problems, then I don't think there's a business, right? Sure. Like, if you don't have problems, something's <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah. And it's not because you have a – the big problem is your business isn't yeah. there anymore well, or something. And, and for like, us yeah. now, moving forward, it's like, okay, yeah, th- you're going to have problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now if, if we want to focus on, you know, doing our transportation and our production stuff, yep. I, I have a great team. We, we You know, like – but yeah, something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unfortunately, a truck's going to break down and it's not going to allow us to get there on time or, you know, something's going to happen to a car while it's, in, you know, yeah. being filmed or something like that. But again, I mean, th- these are things now we're more prepared for. We're able to put a lot more emphasis on how we want to grow the, those departments and those services and stuff like that. So it's fun. But we, I mean, we still get to do all the cool builds. We had a lot of cool builds going on right now. Nice. Um, you know, with, with some uh, bigger, you know, some of the bigger brands. I can't really say a lot of the names yeah. right now. But yeah. like, I mean, again, it's just opened more and more opportunity to where, you know, not to take away from doing a lifted truck or a Jeep. You know, we still do those. But yep. all this is kind of just ripple affected into all these other cool things that we're doing. And like I said, as a young entrepreneur, I could have never designed that on my business plan. I would have no. never been, I never, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's just, it just happens. It just happens. To, I mean, you can goes. design the start. And I feel like my business plan was like way like out of reach to be <laughs> yeah. honest with you. you know, I remember sitting there writing it and I'm like, okay, what does complete customs represent? I want to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? There's not a lot of shops that do everything. Yeah. We got to the point where we did everything. You know what I'm saying? We, for you the most part, we reach still for the stars, do. man. You got to reach exactly. for the stars. But so even knowing then, like, okay, I'm reaching for the stars and all this. And then the things that actually happened and the things that we're actually doing now is surreal. Now, how easy is it for you to have that same mindset as you go forward with new, adve- you know, new ventures? Is it easy to kind of go into things or do you find yourself sometimes overthinking them a little bit? I mean, I, I'm definitely an overthinker. And then, you know, I, I have, you know, my core nucleus around me, like my wife and my good friends. And they, they're, you know, like the taco thing. Like we, yeah. we started the taco trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to go and, into that. In the middle of a you pandemic. Make me, yeah, you make me hungry every time Dude, I look at your feet. I'm like, seriously, oh my gosh. It looks so, so amazing. So there, there's a lot of things that inspired that little, you know, little um, business or endeavor, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. But uh, First, I'm going to build a taco truck that looks awesome. Yeah. I'm going to sell awesome I mean, tacos. <laughs> I mean, I'll just give you the quick story on that. Yeah, give so, us a t- I want to hear yeah, the story. Yeah, so basically, I mean, I've been a foodie my whole life. Or not my whole life, but you know. I'm a foodie, right? Yeah. And um, before I ac- actually opened up Complete Customs, 
Um, I spent about six months. We had we had moved to the to the Dallas area from West Texas, and was really just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like what what career was what path was yeah. I going to go? My wife was was you know in the process of getting her career going, and what she still does to this day. And here I am, just kind of like in limbo. You know, I mean, my family <laughs> and all my friends are in oil field back in West Texas, and I don't want nothing to do with it. Yep. So I was actually going to open a food truck up before I opened up Complete Customs. And in Dallas, Dallas was one of the the last major cities that that jumped on that bandwagon. And come to find out it was because, you know, all the city officials and everybody that was involved in all that actually had brick and mortar restaurants. Oh, Oh, so they didn't want people having food trucks. They didn't want nobody. And I'm learning all this as I'm trying to get into the business. So, yeah, so I spent six months and, you know, was was preparing a menu, creating a concept, designing a food truck and all the things. And then I literally at one night right before I was going to pull the trigger on ordering a food truck, I told my wife, I said, I love to cook, but I don't want to do it for a living. You know, I was trying to you yeah. know, juggle my schedule. How would my schedule be? Okay, if I wanted to serve breakfast and and lunch, but be home for dinner, what is that going to look like? Well, that means I'm going to have to be up at 2, 3 in the morning, and then I'm going to yeah. be tired to even hang out with my family. Yeah. So long story short, I, I opened up Complete Customs instead of a food truck. Fast, and, you worked, and you worked the same hours. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, so fast forward 10 years, you know, um, um, we had actually done some stuff with Kevin Costner and built him a really cool Toyota Tundra. Brad. Created a really cool relationship with him and, and some of his guys. And, you know, was on camera with him and doing a lot of filming. And he was like, you're a natural, man. You need to be on, on TV and, and all this. I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know, don't not really my personality. Yeah, I don't want to. Do yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was kind of a, an ongoing little joke around or whatnot. So then when the pandemic hit, I, I hit up, you know, I, I called him out. I'm like, Hey man, I got this really cool ideal for, and for me, it was almost like, Hey, you know, um, a lot of what we were had going on stopped. He hit up Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, Kevin and his team. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, um, but, and this is what led me to this because when, when the pandemic did hit, we got, we got slow. We had some free time, but for me, it was, it was a way for me to realize like, you know, something, you know, can change the direction of your business really quickly. True. And, and, and not that I was comfortable or anything of that sort. It was just like, it was an eye opener for me. And we had kind of been pushed back, you know, like we had kind of like our social media wasn't as, as big as it was before. We didn't put a lot of, a lot of energy into that. And I remember just sitting there, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I have this great ideal. I'm going to call them and pitch it to them and, and just see what they say. Yeah. So I call them like, Hey, this is, this is this, this, this ideal I got. It's, you know, taking food and integrating it into the car culture awesome. and creating a taco truck. And then this trailer will take like once a month and go do a car show and get all the car enthusiasts together. And, and, you know, it Dude, was a way a for me to say, Hey, this is a way we could grow our business in the community. Right. And, you know, have some fun with it. Yeah, like, I had all this free time all of a sudden, you know what I mean? So, so it's like cars and coffee, but you're exactly. doing a different one, but yeah, the yeah. dinner version. Exactly. exactly. So <laughs> I, you know, so I call him, I pitch it to him and, um, and, uh, I was, I think it was Gary, which was one of his right hand guys, Gary and Mark. And I think it was Gary. He's like, I'll be there next week. You're like, for a while. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. It was just an ideal, man. I said, I was literally just, you know, thinking about it. I was, I was driving down the road and, and I wanted to call you. I was actually in California. I was like, yeah. I just wanted to call you and like put this ideal in your head. Like, because, what do you think? You know what I'm saying? He's like, I, I freaking love it. I'll be there next week. We're going to start filming next week. And I'm like, whoa. So needless to say, oh they, they pushed me to like really get it going. So then it was like, okay, well, now we got to create, you know, these episodes and come up with this ideal and yeah. all the things. So. So now you have to build the truck, build the menu, get the food, make it good. And now you got to figure out how you're going to put it on TV too and produce it. And we did all in like 
60 days. Dude, unreal. So originally it was gonna, we were going to go to, my grandparents actually had a house in Parowan, Utah as well. So my grandfather would move a lot of the cool stuff that he liked to that house they had up there. Okay. And he had this old bread truck. And it was a bread trailer attached to this single cab yellow dually, which you've seen. Yeah. And so the original goal was we were going to go up there and get that whole setup. Yeah. Turn that bread trailer into the taco trailer and then lower the truck. And, and that was going to be the setup. Sick. Well, unfortunately... A 1980 model, you know, trailer has like all this crazy, like just weird brake system and like well, the drum brakes, everything. It was it was insane. So the, the logistics of getting that trailer back to Texas was 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 tough. If you know, we were going to well, go you need like a little boy it. or something to yeah. get it home, and or? then and then building it out in a, in a timely manner to then be able to film. So we ended up 86 in the trailer. Yeah. We took the truck. A friend of mine was selling a food trailer in Odessa. We picked oh, that cool. up on the way back, and then we filmed really quickly. So it was like, okay, cool. And then we had a couple other projects that we were working on at the time that we just, you know how TV is. I mean, you got to build them quick and yep. whatnot. Gotta so go. we, we put some really cool stuff together, great, some really created some really great content. Um, it never really went anywhere, and it was yeah. more so like with within the timing, everything kind of started to pick back up, and, mm -hmm. and then everybody got you know back they to were work. Yeah. they had been sitting on the couch for a little bit, so they went back to work, and yeah. then, so I, I kind of look at it like it was just there was a reason for it all for sure, and uh, so but back to the to the taco trailer, it, like the menu recreated, and it was just like insane. So then when we did what was the soft opening, which was for filming purposes. We had a lot of people that came out to it, it's right? Awesome. We had a cool car show. We probably had, you know, 200 plus people came out. Wow. And people went crazy over the food, over the tacos. Rad. So then it was like, you know. And I these are tacos that you created. Yeah. So a good friend of mine, Chef Adam, he worked at a restaurant that we actually did the soft opening in their parking lot called Local Yoko in McKinney. Rad. And they helped me, like, put it all together. And he used to have a food truck. So he kind of, you know, peeped game on some things and nice. whatnot. Again, not really like it was like an ideal potentially of turning it into like an yeah. everyday food truck. Um, and yeah, so the, you know, the response was just insane. So we started, my phone started ringing. Hey, can you come cater this? Can you do this? Where are you going to be Dude, at next? Rad. And again, had a few, you know, I had some extra time. So we just started like taking it out some and catering like, events and lines were showing up and we were selling out a product and like, you know, so <laughs> wow. me and my wife did it for like the first <laughs> six months. Damn. Like every time that trailer went out, it was her and I, and then we had, um, um, it, it, the name actually came from my lead painter at the time. His name was Shorty. So we named it Shorty's, and he's actually that little logo. Sweet. And it was also like, you know, That's hey, rad. create this and then give him, because he, he, him and his family would go on the weekends and go to like swap meets and sell tacos. Nice. Just like a little griddle thing. Yeah. yeah. So the original, you know, the, the, some of the ideals of how we could spin this thing off and make it all just work was yep. like, I could give that to him as well, and he could use it on the weekends instead of showing up with a table and a tent. That's cool. He could have this really cool trailer. In the trailer. So yeah. we had all these great ideals. Um, but, you know, so it ended up just being, you know, myself and my wife, you know, running it for the first, like I said, six months. And then then we started staffing it up. We, you know, we all started getting back to our, our nice, normal, our normal grinds and whatnot. And then and then we staffed it up and it, and we just sold. We actually just sold it to one of our other employees. It was a, a dream of theirs. Oh, wow. To own their own food truck. Really? And it was just, you know, with everything we got going just on now, out, it was like yeah. one of those things where it's like, man, like maybe we just need to dial back some yeah, things. Yeah, pull back a little bit and, and uh, what an awesome adventure, things. though. Well, it was. I don't, I don't have no regrets on it. You no. know, it's it's in good hands. Like, I'm excited for them. They're, they're changing the name, so some of the branding and all that will change. Yeah, but, but it's know, still there, yeah. so you, you know yeah. you can still. I still have the little yellow truck with the logo on the side. We're actually getting that one dialed Dude, in so cool. we can start driving it and whatnot. We had to replace the motor in it, but it was definitely a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah.
What a rad But I would say this, the food industry is a tough industry. Oh, I could imagine. Tough yeah. industry. Even even on a food trailer. I mean, it's it's crazy. Our last guest just opened a, a sushi restaurant over here in Corona by our office. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you can make it back out here, it's really good. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't envy um, the food industry whatsoever. No. No. So tough. So yeah, I mean, it was a cool experience. It was it was fun and and uh, that's know, awesome. It, it was cool because I mean, like I said, that was something I was going to do before I opened up Complete Customs. Like, yeah, literally one night. I, I mean, like I said earlier, I just I went went to bed that night and I, I leaned over and told my wife Courtney, I'm like, hey, we're not we're not doing the food thing. Yeah, we're gonna open up a, a custom car shop. Insane man. Yeah, here we are. That is well, awesome. and then it kind of it kind of lets you for two years, you know, relive that you know oh, idea, dude, which was so, so cool, so, so much fun, and created a lot of new relationships and whatnot. And who knows? I mean, maybe later on down the road, something comes from it on the, on the TV side yeah. of it all. But it just, you know, we, Still we, got, awesome. we, we had some some great uh, experiences with it and created some great content. It would be awesome to see like on the Food Network or something. You right. think oh, we, we had a great go. concept. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but um, <laughs> let, let's just say that there's somebody else in our area that ended up doing something very similar to it. And we had a mutual friend that I discussed it with. So oh no! I feel like they discussed it together, and he did it for a little while. I don't think they never took it anywhere like they wanted. Like yeah, how I had spoke about doing it, but so that was a little a little sour for a little bit. On, <laughs> yeah, for on, sure. Yeah. I've been sour like, was about it. Tacos also. Yeah, so I mean, kind of oh. like what they did was <laughs> like, very damn. similar, but you know, um, you know, travel traveling to different locations. I mean, something. I mean, Guy Fieri's done it forever, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Exactly. Drivers, yeah. Lines or whatever, but um. We had a cool concept, and and uh, I I, sh- I think I shared a little too much with with the wrong it's hard, individuals. It, but oversharing is hard sometimes. You know. So you're excited so about hard. it, you want to talk about it, and then it's like, oh, yeah. I should have told that. It's so brutal. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's something later on in life it'll it'll come back up and and something I would entertain. That's cool. I mean, we we filmed a, a few different, you know, we've had a few different opportunities. We, you know, we did some stuff with Discovery. Um, um, I always want to do a quesadilla truck. Oh, It'd be dude, so just, easy to do. I had down the street. Yeah. So, so like, good. Oh, how was that place? The beer it was great, dude. Like, like the lady was super cool, and and I kind of let her give her her spill. Yeah. Like you know, and then I was like, yeah, I own a food truck, or you know, I did. And, yeah. And then she's like, oh, really? And then she's, you know, she was telling me how they make them, and I'm like, we make them pretty simple because that's how that's ours awesome. work. Yeah. Like birria tacos, you you grill them on the griddle essentially, like you put mm-hmm. all the ingredients and the cheese, and then they, and that's how our tacos. So work. funny, like this conversation we had yesterday on it, we were on a shoot, and yeah. Walker was all talking about, he's like, dude, birria tacos are the best thing ever he's like there's a place over here that's so good i'm like well i don't know if i've ever had one well because so we kind of took that you know that's big here in california right and i mean birria took off like you know i mean huge now and you can get them pretty much anywhere now but i really feel like you know they didn't originate uh um, i know all the history i I read up on them when we were creating our menu (laughs) but so what we initially did is we kind of took that that concept of the birria taco and then and then infused it with texas okay so we took so all of our meats were brisket Ooh. And pulled pork, right? That's awesome. That's what Texas is known yeah. for. Smoking briskets yeah. and you know, smoking anything really, and then like the pulled pork and all that, the pork butts. And then my relationship with my friend that owned local Yoko, which is the high end barbecue spot. Yep. We used all their smokers. They had their they have their own butcher shops. We Dude, used their awesome. meats. So we took those meats and then integrated into what a birria taco is. So yeah. instead of it being like lamb or, you know, yeah. traditionally like pork, stuff pork, like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did do it with the pork butts, but the briskets. Yeah, a little And different. then the process of how they would cook them and stuff. And that's that's where we that felt awesome. like we had a little so something y- different. Than, yeah. You said you read up on the beginning of it. Yeah, like I, I, went, I, went, I went down the rabbit hole deep when I was like creating this menu. Because I feel like, like it would have started from like, it's like a leftover or that late night snack type of yeah. thing where you took what you had and you threw it, all threw it, in the there, threw it yeah. on the grill. Yeah. Like, uh, how did it start? Where did it come from? Uh, the burial, like the whole thing, like I don't remember all the details on it, but it was... Um, 
I mean, it, it was it was a spinoff of the taco yeah. and just like doing different things with it and just kind of having a little bit. But I mean, it, the history of it was way more significant than it just being like some guy, you know, a street vendor in California and <laughs> L.A. like yeah. just did this really cool thing with the with this taco and then it like, created this this you know whatever. Very taco. That's but it, it actually had some true history. I don't remember what it was all behind yeah. it, but it had some like significant history. It's really the, cool. So you can't grow with the, a good quesadilla. Like the other oh, night, I made man. some chili Colorado at home, and I was oh, like, you know what? Took some of the red sauce, threw it in the quesadilla. <laughs> You're like, dude, I get this could be a thing. There's this place in San Pedro. Oh, shoot, I'm losing the name of it. But they have like a red chili quesadilla. That's so bomb. amazing. Yeah, I got, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting the There's name. There's a place of it, called but. Patty's over here in Pomona, and it's legit, dude. It's as big as our studio right here. Uh-huh. It's like you walk inside, it's 100 degrees in there because they're just cooking all day in there. Yeah. But you walk in, and if you order a quesadilla, it comes out, and it's just soaking wet. It's drenched in red sauce because they drench it in red sauce before oh, they put the cheese in, bomb. and then they grill it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so good. It is. I yeah. am so hungry now. I know. <laughs> we got to stop talking about food over here. So I've always talked smack on Texas because they all have the, te- the Tex-Mex and everything over there. And the salsas, the like the ranchero salsa and stuff. What are your thoughts versus like SoCal, you know, Mexican food and Texas? Man, you know, and I'm, He's a Texas again, boy. No, I'm a foodie, though. And I even just like going down the street from the, that you yeah. guys have right here. That's a cool spot, by the way. I would I would, I send it to you. Yeah, OK. Yeah, it's, thank it's, you. It was called Polo Fear or something like cool. that. Really cool spot. But um, but yeah, so I mean, like even tasting the salt, the salsas and all the different things, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I grew up in West Texas, more authentic Mexican food coming, you know, from mm-hmm. from the border there. As yeah. a, and then here, definitely. I mean, you know, California is known to have all these different culinary expenses experiences that come together yeah you know there's a lot of different cultures here and, and they've I, I love the food here man i love the mexican food here i mean if i had to rate it i mean my, my texas people are probably gonna hit me over the head <laughs> but i mean I, I mean you can there's just so many different flavor and profiles here that you can get you can experience you know what i mean yeah and even in dallas i mean it's hard to like we always try to find that spot that's equivalent to the spots in west texas yeah and that's hard you know, so I, th- I think because of, you know, growing up in West Texas and experiencing that Mexican food, obviously being in California often and experience in that. And then, you know, the whole Texas barbecue scene and all that. That's how we came up with Shorty's Tacos. That's so, awesome. Man. I mean, I, to me, again, it was it was hard to, to, to let that one go. But again, it, it went to somebody that, you know, that, that was their cool. dream and passion. Yes. But I, I feel like it, at some point point in my life later on down the road shorties will re-evolve it'll, it'll come be back. back up you're gonna be, reti- you're gonna be retired and you're gonna just do it for fun <laughs> yeah. you're just like okay well, the, now- joke, the joke has always been me and my wife is like we're just gonna sell everything and go live on the beach and sell tacos and coronas Perfect. and that, we've said that for that like 15 right 20 there. years right I and mean, that's, that's something it's still we a plan and, and then and then Sounds doing amazing. this <laughs> it, 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 it could really be reality you yeah know what i mean we might be 50 and you know i don't know i don't know you know who knows so. what happened but that's so crazy so we were in texas couple years probably four or five years ago now shooting for toyota and walk and i drove there we just drove straight through we're like all right we're gonna drive 36 wow. hours or whatever 30 hours or whatever straight through we got there shot all day uh, we cool. slept the night and then we started driving back and i remember you posted one of the mexican places i'm like dude i'm gonna try this place out like sean says it's good i'm gonna go stop by there we stopped by there on the way back and i was like it is a hundred percent different though than it is mexican food there is definitely yeah. way different than it yeah, is here 100%. don't get me wrong it was yeah. still good Which it still had its it? own i can't remember now i know i got ground beef tacos though and yeah. they were they were they were good. Yeah, they're definitely different, <laughs> they were but they were good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is different. I mean, you got, yeah, you, it's it's completely and especially like I said here. I mean, there's just so much different flavors and pro. Like it's just insane. Yeah, like, and, I made so last night. I didn't know what to make for dinner, so I threw something together. I had like a a nice steak, and I so I kind of peppered it up, did it all, cut it, and I made some white rice. 
Okay. Took uh, took onions and bell peppers and sautéed them with a little bit of soy sauce, teriyaki nice. sauce, and then threw it in a tortilla with some sriracha right. and this wow. other this like custom steak sauce. It was kind of like this yeah, like Mexican Asian, Asian fusion. Kind of like, <laughs> oh, it was so bomb. I was oh, blown away. I'm like, damn, that was really good. Like that, that's cool. That's what's cool about cooking. I mean, you, it's just you can do whatever you whatever, want, man. I, mean, I love I cooking too. I, have, I mean, I cook a lot at home. Yeah, you know, I so cook. I, I cook all the time at home too. My yeah. wife's got a I need to get on your seasoning game, dude. I see your seasonings you post all the time. I'm like, damn, that just looks delicious. Have you ever tried the Gibson seasoning? They have a Gibson seasoning for like steak, poultry, chicken, everything. Because there's a Gibson um, steakhouse, which is supposedly like high end. I think it's in Indianapolis and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know, but one of my buddies gave it to me, and it's actually. Bomb. I mean, yeah. I, I still go back to like the Montreal steak season every once. Yeah. So you really can't go wrong with that if you're in a pinch. Just like it's got everything you really want in it. We, but. we do a lot of uh, meat church. So Matt. Oh, Matt, that's right, meat Matt church. That's a good do. friend of mine, and he started meat church, and it just went to. A whole, he's like, I mean, next he's, level now. He's all over the place. I now. feel like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. You know, I mean, he just wow. really took it to the next level. So we we do a lot with with them. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of great seasonings and. I mean, I, I cook a lot of different things. It's so. awesome, man. But my buddies do a lot of the smoking, and I haven't got into it yet mainly yeah. just because i it's not instant well and i haven't spent the time to really understand yeah. it and i know it it's, takes work it's, it's and, challenging man i mean you know i mean it, it's it's um i mean even like a, a brisket i mean I, I i still don't hit the mark sometimes and you're just like what I just, so frustrated <laughs> all that time this piece of meat and like yep. 20 hours later and i'm like how what did i do wrong yeah. you know i mean it's it's smoking's challenging especially when you go for those those long those long smokes i mean oh. if you're not if you don't have a system and have you know everything dialed in i mean it's it's it, the so, end product might not be good. It sucks, and that sucks too. It's like yeah. no, it's so, so I mean, frustrating. It, I think it, it does. It does uh, intimidate a lot of people. For I sure. When I first started, I mean, it was like, man, what am I doing? Like you know, and the, <laughs> and the first one wasn't like all that great. You know, right. and you could easily at that point just be like, oh, I'm no, not I'm doing done. that again. Yeah, you know, I'm not wasting twenty hours of my life and a couple hundred bucks. You know, well, and meat. Well, so I, mean, I don't want to ask you to name drop, but throughout your career, I'm sure it's you've int- been introduced or met tons of different people. Um, I mean, who are some of the standout people and most influential people through the, your career that you would say? I mean, that you can remember the most. Yeah. So I mean, kind of going back to you know the first build that I did and working with some of the bigger manufacturers at the time, and and some of those guys are still you know pretty pretty significant to our industry, but. Uh, you know, Thomas, Thomas Fitcher was, was a big one for me. He was the owner of Infab. Um, he's one that, you know, um, donated product to that Tundra build. And Rad. he was one that I went and shook his hand and, and really just, you know, um, enjoyed talking to him. And he was very, you know, very helpful in, in, you know, all different aspects of life. You know, yeah. I, mean, I remember talking to him about open the shop and talking to him about life. And, you know, he, he eventually sold his company and did very well. And, but before all that happened, he actually had a relationship with Toyota, right? Okay. So this is the guy that got me oh, into rad, Customs okay. in 2010, encouraged me to open up a shop. And then when Toyota moved to Texas, um, which, which now is a mutual friend of ours, um, his name is Sam Bedford, he actually reached out to Thomas and was like, hey, man, you know, because they all moved here from California, most, yeah. most, of, most of their teams, and uh, they're like, man, we don't have any shops that we – can work with in Texas, you know, do you have somebody that you could recommend? Okay. You know, cause they had great relationships with a bunch of shops here in California. Of course, right. Yeah. So Thomas gave my, now my friend Sam, my information. And, um, so I, I give Thomas a lot of credit for 
you know, me opening, starting Complete Customs, and I give Thomas all the credit for that introduction into Toyota. That's cool. Well, and it was a simple thing. It was like doing a wrap, like a just like a basic wrap with a logo or something well, on the it. The thing was, is he, you were Complete Customs was still extremely new then, right? When when he made the introduction to Toyota, yeah, I mean, we'd been around for a while. No, okay. we'd, be, we'd been going. So you're a couple years at that point. No, we were at the new shop already. And okay. We had some good momentum going yeah. and, and whatnot, and and um, and then he made that introduction, and then That's still man. everything that we do now for them is is obviously you know came out you know from that introduction. Well, I guess what I was going, he made the introduction not so much to the to the shop, but to you as a person. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, he was the person that he knew. Yeah, and that's why I said we had a mutual and fr- you ran a mutual with friend it. now, which is Sam. He had a great relationship with, and then even going back, so one of his last projects. He actually was significant in the in the Kevin Costner Tundra build. Nice. So I would fly up here. In fact, me and Thomas went to Kevin's house on two separate occasions. That's so awesome, dude. That's he, unreal. Like hand drew like what he like. So if you go back and look at that at, at that build, it's got this gnarly roof rack that's all designed and and you know attaches to the side of the camper. I mean, none of that stuff was off the shelf. Wow, it was all custom, all custom. made. To what Kevin drew on a napkin, man. We were literally sitting in his <laughs> this is living my room, idea. and he's drawing. I mean, we had to scale him back a couple of times because he had, you know, some some crazy <laughs> ideas that you know, you know, wouldn't work. You know, uh, how do you tell Kevin Costner no? See, that's that would be um, the hardest part, man. I mean, how like, I mean, not to get off topic, but like, how in like intimidating is it rolling up to Kevin Costner's house <laughs> yeah. and knowing you're gonna go to his house and yeah. like talk to it's him? Massive, right? Right. No, I mean it's. It, I mean we've we've done we've worked with a lot of celebrities and, and athletes and stuff like yeah. that. But Kevin was definitely on another level. He was he was probably definitely one of the coolest guys Dude, to work that's with. Amazing. You know, and then you know again, like you said, being you know being I don't it wasn't necessarily. I remember driving the first day up because we drove up from from L. Actually, we drove up from. Um, uh, Hermosa Beach up to um, um, he lives up the coast of ways okay. and um, I remember just driving up there and it was me Thomas Sam and then and Paul one of the other guys marketing guys from Toyota and we were just you know talking about I mean and they've done some amazing projects and worked with some amazing people yeah, and yeah. it was like we were all excited we were going <laughs> to Kevin's house and and again we've all worked with celebrities and athletes and, and then, whatnot and then Kevin Costner and, like, and then wow. you and then you get there and then he's just like this down to earth just super cool guy. <laughs> You're all you're standing like, at the door with the biggest smiles ever. Like just, <laughs> and he was too. He was so pumped and excited, and that's what made it cool. Like he he literally designed that truck and he used it. I have it at, at the shop in Texas now. Um, oh, do you have the truck? I have it back. Really? In Texas that's now. awesome. Yeah, doing doing some stuff to it and whatnot. But um, wow. Um, yeah, that that whole process was just really cool. But going back to what you asked, you know, as far as you know, who was significant in, in you know my. And, you know, for me in the industry and Thomas was definitely one of them. Um, and again, and that's, you know, that story, you know, for him introducing me into starting complete customs. And then I also give him credit for the Toyota relationship is, you know, that that's it's massive. That's massive. For yeah. me. You know, I mean, I, I don't know where I would be if if I didn't, you know, build that truck in 2008 and go meet some of these guys in person. Yeah. You know, and you wow. would be on just a different path. You would still be as oh, successful, yeah. but a different path, which yeah. is which is crazy, man. And I tell people all the time, it's like. People are like, dude, you're so lucky to be doing that. Or you're so lucky that that person introduced you to that person. But it's like, if I didn't know that person, that's fine. I would have been on a different path yeah. because we all have the same mindset of, of we want to hustle. Right. We want to work hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because we could get to where we go no matter what. Yeah. No matter what we do, we're going to get to where we need to go. Yep. So, I mean, it's all the path, man, which is that you take and the hard work that you put in yep. to make you put you to where you are. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and again, I mean, I'm still learning. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there's, there's still... Um, um, a lot of a, a lot of opportunity, a lot of growth. Oh, dude, always, you know? man. So I mean, 
you know, and never well, pass it up. Yeah, that's know? why you're probably still successful. Is you, you realize that you you're not done yet. Oh, yeah. You still have something to learn. Yeah. Every day you should learn something new, whether it be bad or good. Yeah. But you should have a learning experience every day. Uh, yeah. No matter how small or big it is. Well, so. especially even in the new new thing you've taken out with the, the transport and and the car prep. Now, people at home, a lot of people probably don't understand what that is. You know, no. they just think car transport, like <laughs> oh, you're towing cars places. Yeah. Explain to people what it is and what you guys do because it's a massive undertaking to do what you do yeah for sure so um i mean basically what that represents and looks like is you know when you see a commercial on tv in this case a toyota commercial yep you know they're they're in a really cool area whether it's you know they're in the mountains or they're at the beach or you know wherever they may be at most every commercial you see it obviously is somewhere you probably would like to go on vacation to, of course right? I mean, it's not all created like within like photoshop or video <laughs> no, editing. No, 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 no. there's a whole a whole big world out there of production so yep. Basically, I mean, those cars have to go to that location, right? You can't just drive them there. Nope. So we, that's that's the transportation side of our business. So we have, you know, I think at this point we have 11 trucks and trailers that are all enclosed trailers, um, all different sizes, you know, for, for different, you know, different areas and, and obviously car count. Um, Your insurance we, carrier is going to love you. Oh, my God. It's insane. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on yeah, that. On it, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, so basically, you know, we'll take these cars and it could be anywhere from one car to 30 cars. Oh, my God. Right. So then we take those cars to that location and then we're there with those cars. So we those are our that's those are our cars. So yep. you're taking care of them, making so sure we're they taking get there, care of them, making, them, making everything. sure like Brian and his team is not, you know, we can't, we're not allowed to drive them. We're not really got exactly. to get inside of them. They have mm-hmm. their guys that wipe them down the whole time. We yeah. want an inch over. They move it an inch over right. for us. Our Brian says, Hey, take the door off so I can get this perfect yes. angle of the dash. We got to take the door. Legit, off. That's oh so funny. Gosh. We did that for the Prius and your did guy, you? Randy did yeah, it for okay, us. There man. you go. So Randy boom. take the door off for yeah, us. I mean, that's, that's common. I mean, it's gotten, you know, I've, I've heard some crazy stories of back in the day where they're like, Cutting the roofs out, like doing some crazy things, because I mean, equipment wasn't as you, you know as get that. it is yeah. now. Um, but again, you know, we're taking care of the wow. cars the whole time, and then you know, we got to prep them too. You know, even yep. before going there, we got to prep them, make sure and get clean. them all dialed in, and then obviously when we get them back, get them all you know uh, cleaned back up, and then you know take them back to the to the client and drop them off. But um, yeah, I mean that that's 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 wild. I mean that's, I, that's that that you know that's the. The process of it all, but I mean, again, it, it changes. I mean, we'll we were just in 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 Bozeman, Montana, a couple, you know, a month ago, and yeah. it's like two degrees. Oh my god! You know, so these guys are You're out going there all day long. You know, and it's freezing cold. I mean, they're spraying detailer, and it's just freezing as it comes out. And the car's got to be perfectly clean in that environment. I mean, it, you don't hardly see a dirty car in a commercial, yeah, unless, <laughs> no, it's, unless sure. it's deliberately been in mud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean that, and what's cool about that though, is, you know, a lot of the stuff that we shoot are cars that are, that are coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, back to the build side of things. And we, we work on a lot of projects, prototype projects for them as well. So we actually touch these cars, work on these cars before. So cool. And then that just kind of integrated into us having the knowledge and being on set with these cars and and having the experience like Randy. I mean, Mm -hmm. Randy's one of my main guys. Yeah. And he actually used to work in the paint department and worked on a lot of the Toyota projects that we did. And because he knew the car so well, I integrated him into our transportation team a while back. And now he, that's what he does full time because he nice. knows those cars. Well, like, like an example can, was the Toyota Tundra that just came out. I mean, you had your eyes on that months, maybe even a year before the general public was able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So we do a lot of different things with them behind the scenes as far as getting those vehicles, you know, product correct or you know, they might, they might have one that comes over, you know, a prototype and then they might say, Hey, you know, we want to, we want a different color. We want to present this truck and our car in a different color. So we'll, we'll physically 
are crazy. Cars to a different color, or they'll, you know, like when TRD came back out, or even yeah, when TRD was reintroduced. I mean, basically, we we did that whole lineup. You know, taking taking a um, uh, a stock vehicle and then converting it to what it would represent from a production standpoint Rad. when they did put them into production. So changing the shocks, changing the wheels and wow. tires, and all the things. So again, just helping them create you know, uh, a, a product correct vehicle that yep. they can film a commercial, do a brochure shoot, whatever it may be yeah. um, before the vehicle actually goes yeah. into production. So because and, and they it, can't it, just it, make, it's harder for them to make a one off. You know, yeah. uh, it, it, it's harder for them to make a one off than it is to give you a stock one. Say, Hey, we want this to be like this. Yeah. Okay. They're not in production yet. Most yep. of the time. So exactly. that's, that's, yeah. that's, what's really cool about it. So, I mean, it's, it's again, you know, you have social media, you know, we don't, post a whole lot on what we actually do behind yeah. scenes and all on and the big scope of things. But that's where it's surreal for me sometimes. It's like, wow, we're really doing this. Like this is so rad. It's something that you don't think about when you are sitting down as a young kid no. wanting to create a business plan for a custom car shop. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and then some other cool stuff. Like we do a lot of the, like um, the um, like marketing vehicles, right? Yeah. So it's been cool because a lot of them, that Ryan at West Coast was doing for for Toyota for a long time. We actually are doing a lot of them now. Nice, so it's man. cool as a kid watching West Coast Customs yeah. and seeing him build some of these vehicles for like Toyotas yeah. and some other big manufacturers and stuff it's like insane. that. And then now we're having the opportunity to do exactly what he's been doing here and still does. Yeah. Um, so that that's been kind of cool. And and again, it's just like it, it it's all just happened and developed to where. And we've been so busy and, and whatnot. I mean, I've got to sit down sometimes and just kind of reflect on it. And that's when it's really what cool. You're that's really when doing. you start thinking about all those stressful nights and, you know, all the all those decisions that yeah. you have to make as an entrepreneur and, you know, financials and all these things. But then when you sit down and really just evaluate it yep. and like, oh, man, come on, man. We, we just had a quick discussion about it earlier. Like, we don't have it that bad. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about all the things that are not going our way. <laughs> of right? course. Yeah. Things that we'd like to change. But there's so much positivity with. that there we're is, doing, man. man. There is. And, and as me, you know, now having two little girls and, and, you know, over 40 now and just really like being able to step back and, and, uh, and, you know, humble myself and evaluate where we're at. We're not, yeah. where we, we're not there yet, but we're, we're closer. But you're, you're getting there. And we're going the right direction. And, yep. and, and, um, I mean, just, just the way that it's, yeah. it's happening has been surreal. Well, like with my son, when we were racing, it's like, you know, if you never had a loss, you wouldn't know what a win is. Exactly. So true. Right. right. And in those moments, you're thinking like, man, this sucks. I don't want to do this no more. Right <laughs> yeah. now. But it's what's, you know, what, what's big about that is being able to go back and reevaluate that yes. and then realize like, oh man, you know, whether it was six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, whatever it was, whatever circumstance, being able to go back and reflect on it and know where you ended up. That's powerful. That's big. So awesome. That's that's the growth that, so that, that I've been able to experience as a you know as a, an older adult. Whereas yeah. before, I mean, I was a ticking time bomb, man. I was a firecracker. I mean, <laughs> you talk to some of the guys that know me from, from my younger days are like, dude, that I mean, my nickname was Bruce Banner for a reason. You know what I mean? I would, <laughs> I'd get mad and rip my shirt off and you know all the things and just you know I, can, I can't even see that. That's a lie. Uh, exactly <laughs> right. So you know, so I mean, so that's probably what you would say. I mean, like we have a lot of young you know listeners and stuff on here too. I mean. If you could give him just one bit of advice, you know, moving forward into life, you know, what would be that one bit of advice? Man, just don't give up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, 100%. That, that, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, a lot of people give up and, and um, you know. Um, I mean, that, that says it all, really. I mean, yeah. Just don't give up. I, I mean, mean I, you, you know, you're going to have people doubting you, people knocking you down. Yeah. And, you know, if you're doing it for everybody else's opinion, then you're oh, doing yeah. it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you believe in something... 
and you know you you have you know a business plan of some sort you're not gonna have the perfect one again using myself for an example i could have never imagined to put what we're doing on my business plan right plan is such like a weird like word to use it's almost just be more of like an idea here's my business idea and my business direction this is the direction i'm going because i I looked at it i looked at it as a vision board like that's kind of how i I looked at it so i had all these cool little ideals and, and whatnot i remember you know my wife's big into all that stuff, and we usually do a vision board every year, and and uh, that's kind of how my business plan was created. Yeah. It was like all these cool little ideals, and then actually putting something there to visualize and shoot for it. That's awesome, you know. Um, so well, so it's a new year, I guess. You, you got a vision board. What's some stuff that we can look forward to seeing from Complete Customs? Man, I, I think for us now, it's just you know we have the new building going in Van Alstine, so that's a really cool project. When's that going to be done? Um, we're probably 18 to 24 months out. Cool. We're, we're still in the design phase yeah. of it all. So, I mean, we're working Man. with architects and civil engineers and like doing it from that's the ground insane, up. That's, that's a cool. Yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's also another like surreal moment where like when yeah. I'm in the middle of doing it, I'm like, I'm, we're really doing this. We're like, really doing this. Like, we're building a building <laughs> to suit like everything so that we do. And like, it's just, it, that's exciting. So for us, that's our big, our big push this year uh, to break push. ground. Yeah. That's so. a, I mean, that's another, like you think after all these years being in business, you know, trying to replicate some of those big moments. This is one of those big moments oh, yeah. again. And Definitely. one of those stressful moments where you're just kind of grabbing your balls and saying, <laughs> we're going to double down and keep going again. Like it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So again, I mean that, and then just continuing to, um, I mean, we're, we're laser focused right now on what, on the services that we do provide at complete customs as a whole. You know, I mean, we, we get, you know, through conversation, you know, we, we forget about, you know, all the other things that we still do, um, behind the scenes and, and even the growth, you know, with our collision center. So we're pushing, you know, for our growth in our collision department, um, our accessories, our accessory department is kind of taking a back seat to all this other growth. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, hold on, let's, let's, let's refocus on some things. Yep. And, um, and, uh, so we've, we phased out some things and in this past year and, you know, it was more so of, um, you know, just scaling back and then scaling up in the, in certain areas. Yeah. Well, um, and that's so. like, you know, with our manufacturing, we growing, growing, you're adding stuff, adding stuff to it. And before you know it, you have so much stuff. And yeah. you know, one time we had hundreds of employees and we had to bring it back down, scale yep. it back down. And like we said, like you're scaling yep. back to scale forward exactly. core, yeah. to lean everything out, yeah. restructure it mm-hmm. and then go again. Because sometimes when you're growing, you don't have time to really think yep. about it. You just got to get it done. Yep. Do yep. it, get it, get and, it. And, that, and that's the season we've been in, man. You know, and we started to make a lot of those exact same changes this past year. So, yep. and again, that, that those are those times where you're just like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing it wrong? Am yeah. I doing it right? You know, should I do this? Should I not? But then as you do it, and, I'm, and yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to know where you're at now. I mean, it sounds like you've gotten you know, Gibson in a different direction. We are more lean with um, staff and everything we ever have. And we produce just as much and restructured and, you know, it's like if you were to, Build your first home, right? It's yep. so one bedroom with a kitchen, a sink, and a bathroom. And then you're like, oh, I got, you know, I have a, a kid. And then you build another home with a yep. kitchen, sink, bathroom, everything. You just got, next you have an apartment complex that you're all living in. So <laughs> yeah. you just got to knock down the walls and make one kitchen, you know, one living area, yeah. one deal, and bring it all together. Instead right. of having to sit there and pay utilities and all the different people managing each room and just kind of bring it all back down to one yep. restructure and almost like just make a new business plan. Yeah. Like your vision boards are awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, I genius. Yeah. I mean, I do it for myself, you know, usually prior to the year, I kind of make my hit list, yep. my wish list, where I was last year, where I'm at, where I, I kind of want to be. But doing it with like your spouse too is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I should probably, in, you know, involve my wife more in that too. I mean, but you should probably involve more idea, yeah. the whole team too. Yeah. 
everyone, where does everybody want to see this? Like yeah. where, you know, I mean, you might get some crazy ideas that are unrealistic, but those usually spawn other good uh, ideas, <laughs> right? Definitely, definitely. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, we're, I mean, thank you so much for coming down, coming yeah. on. Um, Sharing your story, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's me. like what our podcast is about. Just like trying to hear like stories. Like, because everybody hears the, you know, sees, you know, supposedly success, but they don't realize that recipe and that path. Yeah. And, yeah. and there isn't like a specific path that you have to take. It's not like if you're going down the freeway and you got to take the successful exit. And if you miss an exit, it's never going to happen. You've just got to make your own path. And like you said, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Want just want more. Gonna be, you know, a smooth pass. No path. You know, I mean, there's never a smooth pass. No. And even never. again, even you know, you know this too. You got Gibson's been around for a long time. Yeah. And you're still restructuring and growing and changing things. And same thing for us. I mean, <clears throat> we've grown a lot and and whatnot, but we're we're we're, we're still learning every single day. Yeah. You know, and that's part of me being here and learning new things and you know being in on you know at the at the studio earlier today and seeing it all kind of take shape when yeah. a lot of times I'm not there you know in person and seeing it and then realizing like okay that this is cool is, this, is, this is where we're going and we're good at it you know yeah so <laughs> exciting, keep man. it up are you building any uh, vehicles for next year that we you can tell us about um we have, we have some really cool things that you'll see at the Chicago Auto Show next month. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And we can so. follow, people can follow along with Complete Customs, right? On Instagram and yeah, Facebook yeah. and all so, that stuff. So Instagram, we just really started re-engaging with that. Yeah. I actually got one of the guys that was on our team that, you know, was great at his social media Good. and all that. So we kind of turned that over to Zach here recently and he's cool. already starting to, you know, we've got a ton of content. We were of course. a content factory. You it's know? just hard posting it. It is. Yeah, it's, hard hard it's hard to run your social media. It, it, it you're yeah. trying to run a business it, too. Like, it is. You know, <laughs> yeah, Dale Martin's done it for us for a long yeah. time. And then when I kind of took it back over from him a year or so ago, I looked back, I'm like, dude, I think I made 10 posts in a year. <laughs> it's you so know hard. what I mean? I'm like, and not, it's a big not because, man. you know, I mean, it's just, because you don't want to, it's because time. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's hard. And what do you post and everything like yeah. The problem with social media, I think, for some people like us, is we overthink it. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Because I'll sit there and I'll I'll mean to post something. I have the picture, and uh-huh. then I'll start making. What do the I post, say? And then I won't like it. And then I'll go back to it later, and then I won't do it or whatever. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's gotta be perfect. You gotta make all the hashtags and all that. I'm like, he's gotta do it. So finally, I mean, it used to give me anxiety. To be honest with you, Dude, I was like, for oh, sure. Man, I gotta do this. And this. So finally, I just was like, hey, I'm not gonna focus on it. Yeah. And then just kind of let it go. And then now I'm like, all right, we need to re-engage. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great. It's still a, a good platform. No, you know it is I mean? still a great platform. Um, are there any new products or new trends or anything that you kind of see coming out this year that kind of excite you or anything that is kind of stand out? I mean, we're, I feel like our industry is kind of in a lull of, you know, trends right now. Um, I feel, I kind of feel like, you know, the, the pre-runner stuff's kind of getting more strength nationwide, not so much a West coast one, the, the big wide wheels, the color. I mean, do you see anything kind of coming different or anything that, you know, no, I mean, I'm a lot. The manufacturers are just killing it right now with you know what they're doing, you know, from from the manufacturer. So I mean, it, it's it's definitely keeping you know us on our toes, and I'm sure yourself, oh, you yeah. know, being in the manufacturing business. Um, I mean, I, I think the 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 big thing is really, you know, where does this EV go for us? Yeah. How does that affect us from an industry standpoint? What does that look like for us? You know, e- even as you know, as we progress in that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yep. that's a. What blows me deal. away is how we're literally driving around iPhones now. The technology inside these vehicles are so absolutely I, nuts. I had talked to somebody recently, just like last week, and it was like the significant like revolution changes in the world. And it was like the Model A, right? Yeah. And then I think it was airplanes. And then I don't. There might have been something else. And then he said 
iPhone was like revol, you know, like that was a crazy <laughs> yeah. whatever. And then I don't, I don't know if there was any anything between that and then now the EV. Like that, that's gonna be. I'm sure, there's probably something be, in medicine or something in there. It, but it was very limited. It was yeah. the list was short, but yeah. you know, really like start, starting off with Model A and then going into Crazy. EV. Like that's gonna be well. Then wireless had to be a huge one too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I, I mean, I, again, the EV though. I mean, obviously Toyotas and Lexus both are, are very heavily involved in what yep. that looks like. You know, I mean, they've they've obviously made some comments recently that you know they're still planning to you know have their combustion engines and stuff like that. So they're not you know discontinuing them. They're not completely converting over. Um, <laughs> and I and I think as as all the bigger manufacturers start to do that, I mean the the ev manufacturers that are there here now where do they go because there's only so much in that market share to where you know i mean i don't know the, all the true numbers but you know as these bigger manufacturers start to develop and, and evolve the ev vehicles i think some of these other guys are going to struggle man well you i know? think it's a i think it might be a fad until something better comes along but when what always well, blew me away is how tesla has 72 percent of the market share and why the big three didn't jump on it sooner and get around there how do they let that happen yeah and, and again, there's there's a lot to it. I'm sure that that we exactly you know, don't we could have another whole yeah. other podcast on. But exactly. It, I mean, it's a great question, and and but we're here now, you know, and, and I think that's really where it's where it's we're going to see some some big changes in what that looks like. Yeah. But then again, I mean, going back to the aftermarket accessories, like you know, I mean, how is it going to affect that, and what we can and can't do with some of these vehicles as they continue just to, I mean, I mean, it's even crazy, now, man. even non EV cars, I mean, it's hard to integrate some of the aftermarket stuff that we've yeah. been accustomed to be able to do. Well, yep. You know, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation a lot too, uh, through on many different podcasts, but like, you know, for you too, the idea of electric vehicle, we get it. It makes, you know, that seems okay, but it doesn't make sense for our lifestyles for you. Like an electric vehicle does not make sense for your transportation company, yeah. that company you're driving, yeah. um, you know, our, um, you know, our activities we do on the weekends and stuff. Like yeah. I can't have an electric powered boat. Like yeah. it just, it, <laughs> the stuff, they are, yeah. that, well, that, they one, are. that new one just did what 107 or something with electric outboards on the back. Like, so crazy. I mean, it's cool, cool. But, you, but you only get yeah. 34 minutes of runtime. That is wild. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it has a long way to evolve. And oh, I think I've, I've said it before oh, sure. too. Like, um, I don't think we have the grid though to evolve. Like they would like no. it to. I mean, I, I had that no. conversation with a friend of mine. That's, you know, he, his company, he sells generators. Yeah. He's selling generators to the cities now. And like, it's insane. Just, and, and the grid that he, and he knows the grid and he's like, we can't sustain the grid's not, yeah. if 50% of, of the households have an EV vehicle. Like it's going to shut the grids down. Dude, that's scary. And now it's like, and then they're like, oh, you can only charge on Tuesdays, and yeah. this so no, we can charge on Wednesdays. The generator will be something that'll be a, you know, a necessity in a house building moving forward, just like your AC or whatnot. Crazy. Like every every house. But isn't is gonna generator have a run on generator. gas or diesel? Uh, yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> well, you know, so like Elon Musk said, and I've said this before too. It took like twenty five to thirty years to get horses off the road when the Ford came out. So we still got a long time, but now California though, right now they're making it, I think here pretty quickly, any new homes built with solar or any homes retrofitted with solar now have to actually have batteries with them too. So they just increased the cost of their $15,000 and and that's because of all the electric vehicles and the grid not being able to support it. And I don't know, I'm going to continue driving my gas engines and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, for now. Keep putting superchargers on. I'm yeah. putting 91 in that damn thing. <laughs> I, I drove the TRD Pro over here, and that thing's amazing. That hybrid. So sick. So, I want to yeah. see that thing actually. Yeah, check yeah that I'm thing pretty out. jealous. <laughs> power. 
<laughs> so rad. Well, uh, well Sean, thank sweet. you, dude. Thank you. It's been yeah, amazing. You so rad, man. Yeah. Uh, loved hearing it. Uh, feel free to jump on anymore. You're going to be down here for a month or so. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we're excited to see what you got, um, what you're going to release or what's coming out at that Chicago auto show. Yeah, that's yeah. epic. Yeah. Um, guys, don't forget to follow along. I'll uh, put his Instagram and all of his uh, socials down below in the description on YouTube or on the podcast. So like it, share like it, it, share it, subscribe it, you know, all the good stuff. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the Lambo and Leroy show. So we're going to keep it growing. Just do it. Let's do it. Thanks guys. Thanks, Sean. I would make it this far, they hated, they never believe me Yeah, I would never drop the ball, I know I make it look easy Yeah, Mayweather with the defense I don't care what a critic gotta say, I got him picking up the pieces